Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the Fighting on Film podcast, the podcast all about classic and obscure war movies, from the Normandy landings to the days of chivalry and swords. If it's been captured on film, we're going to try and cover it. I'm Robbie of RM Military History. I'm Matthew Moss of Historical Firearms and the Armourer's Bench. Hello, we, well it's very windy as you can hear, but we are um, still at uh, We Have Ways of Making You Talk Festival 2022. And I think we're the last here. I think we're nearly the last here, it's clearing out pretty rapidly, but we, uh, you know, every year, well, I hope it becomes a yearly thing. It seems to be becoming one. We do, uh, well, we have ways of making you talk festival wind down. And later on, like we did last year, we'll be peppering in some Vox Pops from the great and the good of the show, some listeners, some historians, um, about their favourite war movie character. Matt, how was the show for you? It was great. I mean, I I saw more talks than I managed to last year. Yeah, we did. I um, we did. Just about. I yeah. saw some great ones. Um, we missed a couple on Friday because of terrible traffic getting oh, here. Yeah, it was dreadful, wasn't it? Um, we missed uh, Andy Chatterton's auxiliaries talk, which I was I really hoping to see, but it was like the first one on, wasn't it, at two? Yes. Um, and we only got here at five because of that awful traffic. But yeah. caught uh, Spaniards in the War. Um, I know, with Sean, Sc- Sean Scullion. Yeah, that yeah. was great. Um, I managed to catch uh, an FPU talk. I did too, that was very good. Um, by some chaps that had done a lot of research and, and had actually one of the cameras, cine cameras that the, the guys used in Northwest Europe. Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah, and yeah. they traced the whole history of it. Um, just brilliant. Uh, what else did I see? What did you see? Well, I think. Oh, well, I, I caught um, Giles Milton's mm. uh, really good talk on uh, Churchill's uh, Ungentlemanly Warfare. Yeah, it was really good to actually meet Giles and chat with him about. Yeah, it was. Like, the, where, where our research overlaps, you know, mm. the Furs, MD1, Piets, yeah, of course, yeah, bombards and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it was really good. And then obviously Saturday we we brought back the quiz um, in the in the new in the Arsenal, 
in the glass house. The glass house, as it became known. Oh, it was blisteringly hot in there at times. Absolutely boiling. Um, yeah, we want to thank everyone who came and played. There was 70 of unique players, or whatever yeah. that means. According Teams to and individuals. Technology. And, yeah. Um, it was great fun. Like, it, it worked pretty well. A couple of yeah, glitches. I think it was a, little, a little few gremlins here and there, but yeah. I think it worked quite well. Everyone enjoyed it that I spoke yeah. to, um, which lovely is feedback. brilliant. And, um, of course, Woody and um, Stuart... Um, photographer they were Woodbert and we didn't yes. know we didn't know quite who they were we were looking and then we saw Woody sneaking at the side and he he popped out about halfway through mm. and waved and I was like oh interesting yes. um, thought he was coming just to show support but no he was playing and he took home the trophy of course um, it wasn't a foregone conclusion though because we had a very close thing it was a very close run thing yeah, we had a great board. team um, Danny Boy they, um, yeah they came second they took home the goodie bags um and the leaderboard moved around as well during the, you know, between each round, which was really yeah, exciting. Did. And it was nice to see that because last year we did it with clipboards. Yes. And you, we, you didn't know until the end. No, exactly. And this year we, we knew straight off. Yeah, we did. And there was some great. You know, it was nice to we got a show of hands at the start. Artists who played last year and who who played yeah. this year, and it was there were more new well, people playing. Than it was old. All, it was about sixty forty, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. to it new people. Nice to see some new faces. Hopefully, you're listening yeah. as we build the show going forward. Yeah. Um, Talks wise, I caught um, Peter Caddick Adams today. Oh, talking about in, in North West Europe, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Andy Aitchen's talk on the Oh, of course, that, that's who I was trying. Was fantastic. I was about to mention, yeah. Really, really something. Great. You know, we hope more is born out of that because yeah. he really knows his, his, his stuff. He was really, wearing a FOF t shirt, you know? He was wearing a Fighting on Film t shirt. He was yeah. very kind about the FOF t shirt. Yeah, if you can saw... hear cars and things going by, the flap of the tent, that's just mise en scene. Yeah, oh, God, yeah, oh, no. We, <laughs> we've had a we've had a FOF. Oh, what we uh, fracas, a foth fracas, if you will. Um, we uh, so I was chatting to some of our, our lovely listeners. <laughs> some of you, some of you, and uh, people remain nameless mainly because I can't remember people's names half the time. Um, we remain nameless, but I got <laughs> told that Matt uses the word mise en scène probably more than most. <laughs> and the one thing that was funny, not only someone said uh, if I had a pound for every time I had to edit him. Um, saying it out I'd be a rich man but secondly the amount of people that don't actually know what it means so Matt for why once, do you edit out mise-en-scene I don't like, not every time but if you've already said it in the episode and then you say it about oh, six okay. or no, seven well, times well yeah we do that anyway I yeah. try uh, knock it I out I don't say it six or seven <laughs> times <laughs> oh I can feel like it oh no, it, oh, oh it's a tr- oh, oh stop, oh. stop. <laughs> so maybe once and for all for listeners <laughs> can you can you explain mise-en-scene very quickly oh my word um it's a certain je ne sais quoi. Um, oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, it's it's the feel of the scene, the the detail in the background. Um, it's 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 the the ambiance created within that scene. Yep. Um, that's probably the like best everything way from the set dressing, yeah, the lighting, costume. everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just a fancy word for background, really. Sometimes, yeah, as well. Yeah, there's an element of that. Yeah, I don't say it that often. No, I don't I've... think you'd... it was funny though. I just wasn't expecting <laughs> it. It was hilarious. Um, I really, I'm I... glad people are noticing. Oh no, it's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, it means people are listening. It does. And I mean appreciate that people are listening. And maybe without further ado, we should lead into our question this year. Um, and I'll start off with Paul Woodage, our quiz winner. So I'm here with Woody of World War Two TV, friend of the show. Uh, please check out his channel. It's fantastic. Weekly. Is it weekly at this point? 
Four or five shows a week. Four or five shows a week. If you're a World War II fan, it is the place to go on YouTube. But as always, I'm asking a question, and my question this year is, Woody, what's your favourite war movie character? I'm going to go a bit off the wall here, and I'm going to say Percy Herbert as Blanco in a Sea of Sand. Oh, man after my own heart. So, for those who don't know, Sea of Sand is the, the legendary LRDG desert movie made in the late 50s, and Richard Attenborough and Michael Craig are the, the stars. Are Percy Herbert, if you don't know the name, look him up and you'll realise you know his face kind of looks like a crumpled potato. <laughs> and I, I was in contact with his daughter a few years ago and he was in all the films up right up into the wild geese and the sea wolves and he was in uh, uh, Bridge and River Kwai because he'd been a prisoner of the Japanese. But in Sea of Sand, he plays just a kind of a, a, a very few lines corporal, friend of Richard Attenborough. But without giving too much of the story away, if you haven't seen Sea of Sand, he... he is left behind a vicar's machine gun in the desert and he's listening to the radio and he's listening to a gardening show the BBC or something back in England and it's you know you've know a little bit about his family and his wife and his kids and and it's to me it's the representation of just the average guy who goes to war who hasn't necessarily earned a Victoria Cross he's not been Richard Burton and broke into a castle in Germany he's not been you know the fighter pilot that shot down 30 Messerschmitts he's just done his job Wishes he was back with his wife and kids and he's been there and done it and done everything that's asked of him. And to me, he's the iconic movie character because he's the iconic war hero without doing anything heroic, if that makes sense. I'm here with Phoebe from Khaki Malarkey. Hello, hello. And as I'm asking everyone that we come across, who's your favourite war movie character? I uh, have recently watched the film A Private War, which is the story of Marie Colvin. So uh, that is my favourite war movie character, Rosamund, Rosamund Pike's portrayal of Marie Colvin. Short and sweet? Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> and please do listen to Kaki Malarkey. The episode we did was yeah, fabulous. Yeah, get a plug in there. <laughs> I've just bumped into Ben Willibond. Now, dear listener, you probably <laughs> know him best as Captain from the BBC series Ghosts. But as with everyone else, I'm asking him who's his favourite war movie character. Okay, this is very straightforward. Um, so it is uh, Major Smith from where he goes there. So Richard Burton. Of course. And the reason is, I mean, I fell in love with that movie when I was, I mean, probably about eight years old, <laughs> and I've watched it so many times. And um, it took me about four or five viewings to figure out his treachery. <laughs> um, but I just love the. It's sort of the simple complexity of his character also it's utterly absurd i mean the guy's about 55 years old an advanced alcoholic and he's <laughs> and he's yes. climbing up yes. he's climbing up castle walls and it makes you think as a as a kid oh you can you can achieve anything um yes, <laughs> but he's he's fabulous it was just just the performance of it and the the sort of um the setting the you know the performance the execution of that um you know, delivering that uh, that role was just was just spot on. I absolutely loved it. Brilliant. Mm. Thank you. You're welcome. Great. We're here with Al Murray, and uh, <laughs> we're asking everyone what their favourite character from a their, well, it doesn't have to be their favourite war movie, but from a war movie. What's your favourite character from a war movie? I think um, Richard Todd's Guy Gibson is pretty much everything you could possibly hope for from a war movie character. I can almost see him standing with his hands on his hips. With his hands on his hips, yeah. but also the weight of the world on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of... Uh, and obviously, I've read some books about Guy Gibson, so he may not have been entirely like Todd's portrayal. <laughs> 
but um, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take the I'll take the war movie guy Gibson um, every, every, every time. I mean, you can't go wrong with Todd. You know, no, really? no, no, no. But it, but it. It, but it's that film where he it, it really he is the he is the sort of he is the central character in that yeah. movie, and you know, for all Michael Redgrave's kind of like banging desks and saying no, yeah. you no, I'm going to prove you all wrong, you know, blah blah blah. Oh, yeah. I think I think it's really good, and and the thing at the end where he says I've got to go write some letters now, oh, it's, that's powerful. It's incredibly powerful, oh, yeah. and and it and it's Todd's connection with the second, you know, because he's because sure. he's a veteran, you feel he you know he knows what that he, he's done that, yeah. he knows what that what yeah. that's like. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, oh, so I would go, I would go. Guy, Guy Gibson and the Dan Busters. And certainly not the sniper in Saving Private Ryan. Can we just leave? Can we just leave that insane stereotype out of um, things, please? Don't even know his name. Well, I mean, at least it, we got some left-handed representation. Oh, yeah. oh, is that it? Okay, okay, okay. I withdraw. I withdraw that. Um. <laughs> no, but it's, it's a very God mode, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Pleasure. We've just managed to catch David Willey. You'll know him best as the curator of the Tank Museum. And I'll ask the question again. Who's your favourite war movie character? For me, I still get emotional about The Way Ahead and David Niven giving his talks to the guys because it's a beautiful film, the way it's constructed, in the way of sort of taking a group of disparate people how they come together, how he has to try and form them, and the speech he gives before they have to attack a German position, they've, they've been retreating, etc. Um, and I guess for me, it's just, maybe I'm wrong even saying the David Niven character, I just love David Niven, I think he's just a wonderful story, the fact he came back from Hollywood, fought, yeah. um, did his bit with Phantom, etc., and his memoirs are so beautifully witty. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and he's... All, all the, the the way he lived his life and the entertainment he gave people, so that's one thing. But I think for that, for the film, it's just perfect for the moment, for the time, and that emotive moment where they all stand up and disappear, going forward again, back attacking the Germans. They've been kind of on the retreat, disappear into the smoke, and that's the end of the movie. But it's that, as yeah. it says, the way ahead. So for me... Whether it's his character, whether it's a whole ensemble cast, they made an earlier version of it. Um, Peter used to, yeah. exactly, you know. So I, I think for me, it's just that idea of the moment in time, British filmmaking in the 40s, in the war years, was second to none. It rose to the occasion, it comes yeah. out with these characters. And, and again, you know, we're here at this festival, and one of the points that, that comes across there, why do we love that period? There were certainties. Yes. There's a comfort in knowing they were the bad guys, we're the good guys. Um, I've just been doing talking to someone else, but the resonance with the Ukrainian situation today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we know there's bad guys, there's good guys. I think so many things the Ukrainians are saying at the moment, you just rub out the date, and that was Britain in May 1940. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, I think there are resonances there, and it's also why do we love this period? Because we look back with that idea, we knew what we were about, we knew where the bad guys were, we knew if we stepped down just as the Ukrainians there. So that's why I think that film sums it up beautifully, which is we're going to have to go through this all very well alone. And the way that Niven and his characters, this wonderful ensemble cast that he has there that does that, we're going to have to face up to the business. And that means going that way, Mm -hmm. whether he take casualties or not. And that to me is, you know, the bit of great British filmmaking. 
So I'm here with James Holland, uh, and I'm asking him what his favourite war movie character is. Yes, Private Wit from The Thin Red Line. Um, which is not something that we covered in Gurglebox last night, but that's, that's one of my favourite war movies. I think it's just a completely, it's a completely, utterly brilliant film. And uh, Wit, who is played by uh, Jim Gaville, Gazeel rather, um, is this kind of sort of slight dreamer. He's this kind of sort of slightly earthy guy. He's a bit of a rebel. He's, you know, he's a citizen who's been drafted and finds himself in these circumstances and doesn't play by the rules, but is a fundamentally incredibly courageous guy. And he's just a brilliantly depicted character and his ponderings on the meaning of life and war and what he's doing is... I think it's just incredibly thought-provoking. So, so he's probably my favourite character. Trouble is, you know, all these other characters. I mean, there's some great ones. You know, Jack Hawkins, the captain of the of the ship in the Cruel Sea, is another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's just brilliant as well. There's so many great characters. Um, but yeah, I'm sticking with Wit. Good choice. I'm here at uh, We Have Ways Fest with Alina from History Hack. Who is your favourite war movie character? My favourite war movie character is from The Pianist, and that's why this was Spielmann. He is an absolutely phenomenal character, and what I love about this film is that he actually plays in this film. His music is there, he survives so much, and uh, Polanski actually shows so many different aspects of his life. So, for example, a slightly bit of pre-war to interwar to being in the ghetto, to surviving the ghetto, to even being in Warsaw after the Warsaw Uprising, and it's absolutely incredible and I just love this man and also he's a phenomenal pianist so if anyone really truly wants to feel Spielmann go onto YouTube go onto Spotify and you can actually hear him play it's incredible wow thanks Leah thank you I'm here with Bernhard of Military History Visualised and we're asking everyone what your favourite or who your favourite war movie character is so Bernhard so I wouldn't say favorite, it's more most memorable for me, or I, I like the touching element. And this is in Hunt for Red October. I think he was the first officer of the, of the Red October. Yeah. He, he says something, he want to settle down, I think, in Montana and have a farm and a wife and something. And then he sadly gets, gets killed um, in, in the end of the movie. And, but I found it very touching as he says, yeah, I want to go to Montana. And have a farm and everything and travel i think he mentions also at the van where he travels from state to state and look at it and, and it was i found it really touching how he describes it and everything and the glow in his eyes and this scene always stuck with me we're here with paul from the dunkirk 1940 museum and we're asking everyone who is their favorite war movie character that was a tricky one when you asked me. I know. I've given you at least an hour to think about it. I know, I know. I've narrowed it down to three. Good. Um, I would go certainly with Robert Shaw from the Battle of the Bulge. Yeah. Um, the character is absolutely obnoxious mm. that he plays, mm. and um, he plays it so badly, it's, it's so wooden in the way it's acted. It's a waste of him. Yeah, it is, bit, absolutely. I mean, that ma- however, that man does rock a roll neck jumper. That's very true. Yeah. What's number two? Um, probably the second lieutenant, uh, the sorry, the first mate rather, on the uh, U-boat in Das Boot. Ooh. Fantastic character, mm. playful, uh, devious, everything that you could you know look for within that character, and yet still. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Who retains authority. Yeah. And number three. You're the only person that's had three. Uh, yeah. It's a good job I like you. Yeah. Okay, it's Christian Waltz um, in Inglorious Bastards. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is the plays, most beautiful most. portrayal of an evil character that is yet so overwhelmingly charming. Yeah. And it just works so... And he just does it so well. I'm also here with Debbie from the Dunkirk 1940 Museum. My favourite war movie character is Lieutenant Chard from Zulu, played by Stanley Baker... He's there to do a job. He gets on with it. He's such a contrast to Bromhead, who's the louche man who takes advantage of where they are to go hunting and then gets hacked off that Chard has co-opted some of his men to help him build his bridge. As the film goes on, they kind of get on a bit better because they have to. They have the common enemy. Mm. The Zulus start attacking. And by the end of the film, they do have a grudging professional respect for each other. But... Lieutenant Chard, he's, he's a working man and he does his job. He's a good, brave soldier. Great choice. Hello, Robbie here. Did you know you can support the podcast on Patreon? Join the supporting cast today and gain access to exclusive perks such as discount codes, our monthly Patreon film votes and the chance to get exclusive merchandise before anyone else. Search Fighting on Film on Patreon or find the link on our website. Thank you. Now back to the show. So we've moved into the car because it's getting a little bit windy. Um, we might try and sit back on the camp chairs again in a minute, but my, it was really gusty last night. I felt like the tent was twisting. Yeah, I was, off HQ was, fog, it was mobile HQ was twisting. It was. I felt like we we were on like the the hill that in um we were like camping out somewhere in like we're Eagles Day. We were like clinging off with dear life, weren't we? <laughs> no, um, but I mean, so so picking up where we left off, I. One of the things I thought was really cool, and I was so excited as soon as I saw it when I, when we arrived, was the Matilda Mark One. Yeah, I, I believe I've it. I've never seen a Matilda Mark One. Well, I've seen, I've, I think I saw it at the, the Tank Museum and got equally geeky. Yeah. But I've never seen it in a field. No, like you walk around like it up close, yeah, really up close, yeah. touch it. You know, oh, it was amazing. And I think it's the same one that Richard Holmes did that little section in the Arras episode of War Walks. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is fantastic. If you haven't watched that, it's fantastic. Um, and that one, I was amazed when he told me this, was in really bad shape. It was a range tank, mm-hmm. a range target, and it had been peppered. And it was restored by a chap in Yorkshire. Um, and it looks phenomenal. Yeah, that it really one does. Hole, that one hole that they left, that we both put our finger through. <laughs> I know. Um, that that was left there to show that that had once been a range tank. Because we were thinking, oh, is that is that a German anti-tank weapon? Is <laughs> it that? You know. Yeah, we, we wondered were... what it was. Yeah, we um, were. Yeah. Rightly so, and and it just it was just 
And I thought it was really illustrative that, you know, you put your finger in there, phrasing, and you, <laughs> you couldn't reach the other other side of the armour. No. It was that thick. Yeah, exactly. And I, that, for me, like, I, I was just about to say, I remember, I think it was a Saturday morning, um, I remember getting really heated with, with some chaps. Not heated, like, you know, polite banter sort of thing, where they're going, oh, look at this thing. You know, what's it ever been good for? And I was like, it was a great tank. It did good. It did it did an adequate job it's an infantry it tank was, it was on, yeah. it, on the armor triangle it just was heavily weighted towards armor yeah and not very well weighted it's towards firepower a, or speed it's essentially a, a, a vickers gun on tracks yeah mobile pillbox yeah exactly yeah. and it mm. you know you look at you read some of the stuff about Aras, watch that documentary it'll, it'll change your mind on those on those machines they perform quite adequately when they need to moving on before we get into an entire debate about about the operational effectiveness of the Matilda One, we should probably move on with our highlights. Any anything that jumps to mind for you? Well, I loved being like your sort of um, your valet or your agent um, holding your jacket and bag when you did your video on the pier. It was very oh, funny. Yeah, yeah. So I I never met. I mean, obviously, like you know, me and Matt are military history well, historians, and we're military history YouTubers. So mm. for me to sort of meet a couple of big channel so yeah. we met um christoph yeah of uh, military aviation history and bernhard of military history visualized um, yeah super nice chaps they were there really doing nice. some talks yeah, um, yeah. And, and bernhard asked me to do a little video on the pier with him which was really nice um, yeah and you know me there's no <laughs> opportunity to bring up the pier that i will turn down well matt just looked at me he went i'll oh, come with me we're, we're gonna go and look at this pier and i was like Okay, like I've how many times have I heard that before from you? Um, <laughs> I remember you because we were in the green room and there was a pier on the bar, and we were getting like waters and drinks handed over this pier, and Matt's just giving me like an impromptu little pier chat, and I'm just like, <laughs> I know, I I I know I've heard this many times, but it's his thing, okay? Let him do it. It's fine, yeah. you know. Thank it, you he, for humoring he, me. He hears me bang on about some random jacket in war films. It's fine. Like, I don't mind at all. Um, but no, it was really nice just to see Matt in his element, like doing doing a piece to camera off, totally off the top of his head. Um, and it was just really interesting. And then um, I think you fired it as well. Didn't you were telling me afterwards? Well, I had it. to go was, off and do something else. Doing my whole, yeah, you were busy. I, I was there doing my whole spiel. Chatted about it for like 10, 15 minutes on camera. And I, I'd assumed... And this lovely chap that uh, he, he wants to remain nameless, but the lovely chap who um, owned it and yeah. let us use it as a um, you know a presentational aid, let's say, he was there. He was like, "No, it's actually you can actually cock it and dry fire it." And I was like, "What? What?" Because <laughs> all of the others, uh, numerous like collections and stuff that I've handled, if they aren't live, they've either they've all been deactivated by welding where they've just been welded shut. And amazingly all of the live ones that i've handled have either been you can't cock that when you're not allowed or the armor from the collection's gone the spring's a bit janky on it i've only just fixed it do you mind not and i've been like yeah of course whatever that's fine so i've never i had never actually like cocked a pier before wow um so the the the, the chap <clears throat> so the chap that um was owned it let me cock it and, and he's amazing I was about to hand it over him to to let off the action and he said no you do it and so i, I, oh, I got to privilege fire appear i mean I, I i never expected to do that that weekend and that was lovely 
Um, it's great. I'm glad you did. Like, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the outcome of the video and we'll we'll share it on the, the socials and things when it does because yeah. you know, we like to support each other when we can. Um, and obviously, if you haven't subscribed to either Matt's channel, my channel, or um, Military History Visualised, make sure you do because there are some absolute corking vids on there, aren't there? There's some great stuff, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I apart as well, it was nice seeing a Lloyd carrier up close. Oh uh, yeah, that was really nice. Yeah, but what like a, what a great um little uh section of uh you know, reenactors there. I mean, me and Matt, we were walking along. And we were we went to the home guard um section, and yeah. our uh, our alley tally senses were tingling massively. Off the chart, there was and a I was really like, good replica of a Stem yeah. Mark One, wasn't it? And we were like, is yeah. that real? <laughs> yeah, we were like, the chat was telling us that it's a, a really faithfully made replica. Mm. Very um, good, very good, because yeah. they're so rare. They're so very so rare. rare. Yeah, and you can see how. It was interesting for me because I've only ever held Mark IIs or Mark III stands. Mm. I've held Mark V a couple of times. But you can totally see why they refined it. it. That was nice to see. And they had a lovely selection of just small arms and, and light weapons. And they had a boys, um, some yeah. ST grenades that were that original. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I just want to mention the Lee Grant there. I mean, wow. Like, it, it, it took some damage. <laughs> it, yeah. it wasn't a... Yeah, it was a it was a rust it was a rusted not a wreck, um, but it was like a very rusty X range tank. I tweeted mm -hmm. out on the Foff uh, Twitter. I was like, somewhere Humphrey Bogart's crying. The Lulu Bell, <laughs> so many holes in it. Um, which we must get around. It was around a to. real conversation start though, wasn't it? it Everyone really was trying to decide was. what had actually done that damage. And Matt was sticking his hands in holes and like trying to work <laughs> out whether it was three point five inch or two point six millimeter or whatever. His little yeah. his little mind palace of calibers was going crazy. You know? It's like <laughs> it's like Rain Man, but for <laughs> for anti tank rounds, it was incredible. So everyone around him was like, Matt, tell us, tell us what you think's been hit, what's it's been hit by. I think it'd been hit by everything. Yeah, I think yeah. it had. Fascinating. Whereas Fascinating. me, we're going, oh, look, you can see right through. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> and they're so big, like compared yeah, to Sherman. They, that's what struck us, wasn't it? That they're so tall, like 10 yeah. feet tall. I know. And, and so flat sided too. Exactly. <laughs> so much of it presents a beautiful target for an anti tank mm. gunner. No wonder they were used as range tanks. They're just so big. I just remembered another great talk because um, I was trying to think of more that I'd seen because I've seen so much and it's kind of like overload. It's like a blur, um, isn't it? Yeah, I sat I sat and watched um, Ian McGregor's um, Stalingrad Lighthouse talk because yes. um, yes. he's got a new book out on it. And that was that was really interesting. That mm. was a full house. No, that was standing well, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I found, I found the whole thing really, really interesting. Yeah, it really is. I was a bit sad I missed um, Maurice Blick's talk, the yeah. Belson survivor. I didn't get a chance because I, I think I was doing the peer chat. Yeah, with you Bernhard were. Yeah, that's why I missed it. I because I was doing that, and then I just managed to get up to Peter Caddick's talk. Mm. It was lovely to see everyone, wasn't it, Matt? It was. It was nice to meet. Lots of people that we, you know, we met last year, and we've met at other events as well. So the thing I like the most about the show is it's, you know, you one minute you're talking to someone who listens, you know, talking to one of our listeners or a friend, yeah, and the next minute you turn the corner and there's James Holland, yeah, and you can just go up and you can just chat. There's no, um, there's no division. There's nothing. It's just really nice to be able just to talk history it to like-minded people, absolutely, yeah, um, from any level, whether it be you know, a multi-award winning author, historian to 
just your best friend. Yeah. It's isn't it great? Um, and it was just it's just nice to hear go from you guys as well. And we actually got uh, caught up with some of them this year and asked them about their favourite war movie characters. Okay, we're here with Bill, who's a listener of the podcast, and he's going to tell us who his favourite war movie character is. Yeah, Matt, my favourite war movie character would be Eyes from The Great Escape, because um, he reminds me of my great-granddad, who was also in Starlight Glue 3, and I always get a little bit choked up uh, when he goes wire-happy, and, and he goes for the wire at the end, and they shoot him, and he ends up hanging on the barbed wire at the end of it. It, it, it gets you, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Chokes me up every time. Yeah. I'm here with Paul, a listener to the pod, and we're asking everyone, who, who is your favourite war movie character? Uh, I'd have to choose Witty from The Wild Geese. I like what a choice. He's, uh, he's accept- the accepting for his campness. I know, yeah. And, but he's an essential part of the, the plot. the iconic Kenneth Griffith. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, his uh, death scene, both touching and... I know, but it's a hell of a I- way to Iconic go, way, yeah. That's, Uzi in one hand, machete in the, the other. other. Love it. Thanks, Bill. I'm here with Luggy, and he's going to tell us who his favourite war movie character is. So, Sean Connery's Roy Urquhart in uh, Bridge Too Far, absolutely brilliant uh, um, because of his determination and his actual uh, way he had to go back to. Um, Back to the Allied lines after being... Uh, and it's frustration of being stuck in that loft. Absolutely. You know, and also the uh, when um, when he had to go back and say, did everybody do everything they could to, yeah. to, to save us? I thought it was amazing. I'm here with Greg at We Have Ways Fest, and he's going to tell us who his favourite war movie character is. Uh, it's not a movie, it's a series. It's Band of Brothers, and it's got to be Spears. Um, did he or didn't he kill the prisoners? Who knows? Probably. Um, it's better to be thought to be a bit of a bastard than not be a bastard. Um, the way he took over at uh, attacking Foy. I'm taking charge. Gave the orders. Took control. What more do you want? And then went on to govern Spandau Prison. Just, just a bit of a bastard, really. And that's what you need in life. Especially in some situations like they faced. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Probably you wouldn't want him dating your daughter. Perhaps not. No. Um, especially given his age now, surely. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, just a proper good old-fashioned arsehole is what you need in charge. So I'm here with Ian Pegg. Uh, if if you, you'll know Peggy, he's the uh, the padre of the independent company. And we're asking him what his favourite war movie character is. Um, hi, uh, my favourite war movie character is Wing Commander Grant from 633 Squadron, played by Cliff Robertson. Robertson yeah. yeah, and um, he is a really interesting character that he doesn't believe in relationships, and the film is about him then developing a relationship. But there's one classic line where it says that um, two got married and two got died. Um, and, he, and the other character to him said, I thought you didn't believe in marriage. He says, I don't believe in death either. It's <laughs> a great line. But it just, the film just resonates and it's so well played. Oh, yeah. And that character itself is just the core to that film. Yeah, it is. I just caught up with one of our patrons, Paul Hicks. And you may know him on Twitter because he sculpts those fabulous wargaming figures for Empress Miniatures. Um, and I'm asking him, as I am everybody... What's your favourite war movie character? Uh, my favourite character is the Sergeant Major from Glory. Well, not really my favourite, because he's a bit of a git, 
but of course, yeah, yeah. But he is what I would expect a sergeant major to be like. It just seems to be plucked out of history. And there we have it. If you have listened to the end through all of those war movie characters, um, maybe to end the show, Matt, what's your favourite war movie character? Oh my god, that's yeah, that's not fair. We've asked everyone else that. I haven't had a chance to think about it. <laughs> um, there's a few people I, I was going to ask, but didn't get a chance as well. So apologies to them. Um, I think for me, favourite war movie character. It probably changed every day, like my favourite war movie does, almost. True, true. It feels um, like it these days. It's like that. £25 to go by. Yes. Um, I think for me, having seen it recently, I think I'm going to go with um, Michael Caine's depiction of Joe Vandeleur. Oh, good. In A Bridge Too Far. Yeah, that was great. That's what about you? Uh, for me, I think, as, as you know, cop out again, but, you know, oh, it changes every week, but it really does. Or Hopkins is Frost. Hopkins is Frost, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, Commander Erickson from The Cruel Sea takes some mm. beating. Jack Hawkins, Jack yeah. Hawkins' portrayal of that character is just timeless. It's stoic. It's uh, defiant. It's nuanced it, as yeah, well. it's nuanced and defiant. And he has a lot, he's going, there's a lot going on inside that brain. Mm. Uh, you can really tell. But I also like, um, he's not playing a character, he's playing himself. But I do really like um, Lonsdale's portrayal uh, of himself in theirs of the in theirs is the glory. Yeah. Um, just you know, re-giving a speech that you already gave in the same place That's to special. the same men. It's special. It's very yeah. very special. As always, thanks for listening. Uh, you can visit www.fightingonfilm.com. You can find our entire back catalogue. Maybe after this weekend, you're a new listener and you might have a foff binge. We'll catch you next week, everyone, where we are talking about Meryl's Marauders. Yeah, to, to Gavin Mortimer. Gavin Mortimer of the yeah. phony major fame. It's going to be brilliant. It's going to be wait. really, really good. See you now. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.